This is episode 556 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Six Things to Do Before Bugging Out on Foot. Hey, I'm Todd Spolvita, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the HydroBlue VersaFlow water filter. Now, I've created a free video and PDF tutorial that shows you how to turn the VersaFlow into a family-sized water filter. Guys, this little water filter can filter up to 100,000 gallons of water. If you haven't seen the tutorial and you haven't seen my page on that, I'm going to welcome you to go and check that out. So right now you can get the family size water filter for under $25. So to watch the video, get the free PDF tutorial and a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. All right, guys, our article of the podcast comes to us from TalonSurvival.com. Again, that's TalonSurvival.com. It's been a little while since we've read an article from this website. The article is entitled, Six Things to Do Before Bugging Out on Foot. Now, I know it says bugging out on foot. It really is talking a lot about hiking, really, in, in actuality, and talking a little bit about bugging out. But, you know, as I was preparing for this episode and I was reading this article I was thinking there's a lot more to do with this article that or actually that it can be applied to times when we get into our vehicles and we are traveling and things like that so um, I want what I want to do is I want to read through the article and then I want to come back on the back side and then just revisit some of the points but from a different perspective all right and so uh, we'll go ahead and do that and uh, go ahead and start. Again, talentsurvival.com, six things to do before bugging out on foot. Pre-planning is a vital part of every outing, whether bugging out or a simple hike. What trail do you plan to take? What route will you follow if walking out of town? Here are six tasks to complete before heading out to make that trip safer. So first thing up is review the route. Identify the trail or route you plan to take. Do a little internet research and check out the route on a topography map, which you should take with you. Look for the potential risks and rewards. Risks include weather, topography, altitude, climate, expected vegetation, and more. Identifying these items ahead of time will help you to pack accordingly and serve as reminders when you are on the trail. These indicators will help to gauge fatigue levels to avoid overexertion as well as potential indicators that you may be off course. Now, hiking should always have a sense of adventure. It should never be just about the risk. Identify key waypoints along the trail to visit such as scenic overlooks, historical markers, landmarks, wildlife areas, and more. Make sure to visit these locations as it can bring a new respect to life history and the land that we live on. Our world truly is an amazing place, so be sure to take in the sights when you can. You may not get another chance. Now, this goes for bugging out on foot as well. While it's probably not a good time to stop for sightseeing, 
Enjoy the scene of adventure. Look for the positives to keep up morale while staying aware of your surroundings. So pay attention. Maintaining situational awareness is paramount at all times. Whether in the parking lot, at the grocery store, or on the mountain trail, situational awareness is key to identify potential risks or threats before they become an issue. The simple task of staying aware can be the number one factor to keep you alive and injury-free so you make it home at the end of the journey. Pay attention to landmarks throughout your hike. They can be key indicators that you may be off the trail and can also lead you back on track in the right direction. Now check your six every now and then while on your hike and observe how the trail looks from the opposite direction. Check for landmarks in this direction as well. In many cases, you will be taking the same route to get home and the trail can look different when approaching from a different direction. Checking your six will improve your situational awareness and give you a chance to observe what the trail would look like on your return route. Next, mark your bearings. This process starts from your departure point. Mark a GPS waypoint or shoot an azimuth to confirm your heading. Review your surroundings, observe the landscape and landmarks before you depart. Now continue the above process through your trek to ensure you're headed in the right direction. Mark your bearings if you must leave the trail or make a turn that doesn't seem obvious or could be easily missed. Use signals or markings to denote the location so you know when you encounter it again. Line up sticks or rocks to make an arrow in the direction you are traveling. Lean a large fallen branch on the trunk of a tree or use a piece of charcoal from the campfire to mark an arrow. Next is pack a trail map. Bring a trail map with you. At a minimum, trail maps can be found at most ranger stations or other visitor centers in the area around your hike. Look for a map that includes details of the trails you plan to hike and the topography of the area. This will help to identify the terrain you will be facing. Now, a physical map like the National Geographic Trail Map series is a priceless tool if you get off course or want to check your route. You can also download topography maps in PDF for free using this tool from usgs.gov, but the trail information is limited and the interface is clunky and difficult to use. You guys, there's a couple of links here that you might be interested in if you're wanting to download maps. So avoid the apps. <laughs> yes, there's apps for that, but it forces you to use battery on your phone, which should be reserved for pictures and emergencies. It is a great backup, but don't make it your primary navigation tool. If you must, look for an app that will download maps and run offline in case you don't have a cell signal. More importantly, get off the tech, practice land navigation with real maps, and enjoy the outdoors. Then pack your emergency gear. Pack the gear you will need if something goes wrong. Planning a day trip? Pack emergency gear to cover you long enough for an overnight. Our article on what to bring on a day hike to make it home safe is a great list of items to consider so that you are prepared if the unexpected occurs. Then examine trip duration and timing. Just as you would with a road trip, check the duration of your trip and expect a time of completion. Unfortunately, there is no Google Maps to do this for you automatically. It takes a little brain power, but is a great land navigation skill to practice. Compare the expected arrival time to when sunset is supposed to occur. Try to give yourself enough time to arrive before sunset 
so you aren't traveling in the dark. Hiking at night is definitely achievable, but a totally different ballgame. Depth perception becomes limited and it can be extremely easy to become disoriented. Trails can be lost due to limited visibility. Markers can be easily missed, as can potential hazards such as uneven terrain, cliffs, and etc. Additionally, if you are doing an overnight trip, it can be more challenging to gather wood, start a fire, and set up camp in the dark. You may want to save a little daylight to get these tasks done faster. So what planning tasks do you complete before leaving the house for your outings? Share them with our readers in the comments below. All right, so short article, but I wanted to come back and just revisit this because he does make mention, you know, like if you are on a trip, if you're taking a road trip or whatever, and really, so a lot of these things can be applied in so many different ways. So if you are somebody that's hiking or you're wanting to take up hiking just because of the health of it, maybe you're like, hey, I don't feel like, you know, running or, or you know, just walking around the block, but I would like to maybe hike, you know, a couple of times a week or maybe on Saturdays I would take up hiking and, and you know, look at different trails and stuff like that, right? So I might drive 25, 30 minutes out of town to be able to do a, a, a hike on a Saturday. And maybe that's something you want to do on a routine basis. Or maybe it is you are planning your bug out and you are looking at a bug out location. Remember a bug out you're you're not you're not camping you, the idea is not you're going camping into the woods the idea is you're leaving your house because it's not safe and you're going to a bug out location that is safe and so you are as you know you should shouldn't be very far away from that i mean you shouldn't be a week away right um in some cases people might want to bug out and you're planning on getting in your car and then maybe if your car is not available or for whatever reason happens, you have to go on foot. You might be traveling for a week, but the idea is to have the the gear that you need in your bug out bag to get you to your bug out location, right? So you're not camping. So you have that aspect of it, but then you have this aspect of taking a road trip. And when we think about what are we more likely to do, we are more likely to take road trips or family vacations. I mean, we're coming up to summertime, right? Uh, road trips, family vacations, you know, weekends out with our families. And that's probably more probable for us. So even if we're doing those types of things, it's really easy to become lax and say, you know what, I don't need to do some of these things. Or I really, you know, let me just, let's just go at it and be spontaneous, which there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, there are some things that you can do to just put some safety in, in, you know, in place, right? Especially if other people are counting on you. If it's not just you, if it's your family and you have kids and things like that, putting a little bit of time and thought into your route, into what's going on and bringing along some supplies could make a big, big difference. So let's just talk a little bit uh, very briefly about these things. Like the first thing that he mentioned was review the route. You have things nowadays available to you on the internet, like using Google Maps, right? So maps.google.com, where you can put, you know, you can plug in where you're leaving from and where you're going, and you can see the fastest map, what, you know, to get you there and, and the route. You know, things used to not be like that. I remember, you know, going on trips with my parents, you know, we would bring out one of the big old road maps, man, you know, and it's like, okay, we're taking this highway and we're going up here and, and, and nothing like what you have now. 
And nowadays, if you wanted to, you can plug your phone into the cigarette lighter if you still have one or the USB, uh, you know, uh, uh, the USB connection if you have a newer car and just keep your phone charged all the time, which I, I do suggest doing that, especially if you're on a trip like that. But you can have your GPS speaking to you and telling you every step of the way, you know, and it would be silent for most of the time. But then it'll tell you, hey, you know, at this point, you know, in a couple of miles, you're going to, you know, you're going to go right or whatever. You're going to take this highway. So it's pretty it's 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 pretty amazing what we have nowadays. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't look at maps and, and have some as backups like he talked about. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But knowing that, you know, the risk and the rewards, knowing that there are some risks. I mean, every time you get in a vehicle, you can be the safest driver in the world. And there's idiots out there that will do, you know, they, they make the wrong move. And, you know, that they can hurt you and your family and bring your your trip that you have to a very, you know, quick end along with some other bad things that could possibly happen. But there's a lot of rewards as well. And so like he was talking about here, you know, take some time to find out those those great things. You know, when you're going somewhere, sometimes you like you're blasting just to get through and like you miss some of the great things that are out there. And, uh, you know, take some time to, to know where you're going. Paying attention. I think that's that was very important. Paying attention to where you're at and, you know, where you're going, looking backwards, thinking about possible, you know, situations and, and things like that. Um, I I remember when I was, uh, gosh, I, I was like 19, you know, before or actually uh, I was already married and I would take a trip. I was working as a liquid petroleum gas surveyor on the ship channel uh, here in Houston. But then we also had a job in Louisiana and it was a 24 hour job. And a lot of the times you would, you know, you would do that job and you were tired, but you had to know, you know, where you were going. And there was things that you needed to make sure that, you know, you had enough gas. I mean, there's uh, a big leg. I can't remember exactly where it is. I think it's from uh, maybe Lake Charles to, oh gosh, I don't know. Bat, no, I, I'm, I'm messing it up there. But there, there's a long road where you're going over swamp and there's no exits, man. You know, it's like if you need to go to the restroom or you need to get gas, you better have gotten it way, way back then because there's not going to be, for miles, there's not going to be any exit. And so every so often there is uh, I, I guess there are places where you pull over and they have phones where you can call for emergencies, but you need to be aware of things like that, right? And so as you're going, you know, one of the things he talked about looking backwards, that's one of the things that you can remember, you know, going, you know, like, hey, I might be coming back this route and boy, that was a long stretch of road here or there or in the mountains. I know that my son and some friends went skiing this uh, you know, this winter and one of the things that, you know, they were going up to the mountains and, you know, I was a little leery because they're not as familiar going up to the mountains and, and reading, you know, looking at the maps and, and letting them know ahead of time, like, Hey, look, you're going to be going here and these things are going to be happening and you need to make sure that you take your time, you give yourself time and room and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so all those things come into play when you are taking a route. And again, if this is a route that you're very familiar with, okay, well, you know that. But if you're going somewhere where you're not, then doing a little bit of research just really pays off big time, right? 
Um, packing a trail map, I think it's always a good idea to have a map, uh, you know, one of the, you know, hard old school, you know, hard copy map that's not necessarily in your phone. Now, you know, if you've listened to me, and especially when we talk about EDC, uh, everyday carry, that one of the things that I believe in is having a, a battery charger to charge your phone. I think phones are very, very useful tools nowadays. And I think it just makes sense to have, I mean, you use it for so much, it just makes sense to carry around another battery that you can power up your phone. And so my battery that I have, I've invested a little bit of money in it, but I can charge my phone three to four times, right? And so when he talks about an app and you're, you know you want to make sure that you're taking pictures and, and you need it for emergencies and things like that, I completely agree. And like I said, I would have my phone charging, you know, using the USB you know, on, you know, in, in the vehicle when I'm driving. But at the same time, I believe that, you know, you don't want to always just poo-poo on technology, right? Uh, I think a lot of preppers do that. It's like, like, oh, technology is really bad. No, I mean, I think technology has made a lot of things easier for us. Yeah. Is it used in, in bad ways sometimes? Yeah. And we could talk, you know, we can do endless episodes on that, but there's a lot of good and I think, uh, you know, having a hard copy map is important. You need to have that available to you. But I am a believer in having apps and maps and things like that, especially then you have those external batteries where you can charge up and, you know, you're able to do that. Now, there are, I, I do like his recommendation about downloading a map just in case you go into an area where you don't have cell coverage. That actually happened to us once going to Disney. Well, I say once. Uh, the only time that we really went to Disney, and it was like, you know, the whole extended family, you know, it was like, you know, three vehicles going to Disney. And we rerouted uh, around, actually, um, it was forced, you know, I guess they had shut down the, the highway. And so we kind of rerouted and we went so far out of the way that I lost cell connection. And so I was checking like maps and different things like that. And I'm like, hey, can I get around this even faster or whatever? Uh, and this is way back in the day, right? So this isn't any time recent. Nowadays, uh, maps and, and, and different apps that you have would reroute you really quickly and get you going. But uh, I was checking stuff and then I realized that I didn't have any connection anymore. But there are maps out there. I know I have one on my tablet. I put one on my tablet and it was a really good one. I got to remember what it is. But, uh, you know, you can download maps like you can download maps to the United States and they're pretty decent. You know, uh, they're not going to be like, you know, Google Maps or Bing Maps or, you know, whatever iPhone uses or whatever. But there are going to be some really good maps that you can that you can use. And so I would highly recommend you looking into one of those and having that app available where you can download it. And if I remember, I will try to pull that from my tablet and uh, my tablet, I only use it very sparingly for, you know, on Sunday mornings nowadays. But, uh, I, you know, I'll try to find that for you and uh, let you know what that one was. You talked about packing emergency gear. And this is another one that I believe in. You know, your vehicle should have like first aid kits, right? You should have a first aid kit in every vehicle. You know, find some really, you know, decent ones that for good prices and just kind of put them under the seat or wherever. And you just have that there. But then when you're taking a longer trip, 
I believe, you know, even when like when we would go to the country, although the, our, the place is only like two and a half, three hours away, I would always put a more substantial first aid kit in, in the vehicle. And that always went with us. Uh, for the longest time, I would take the really big first aid kit. And uh, after a while, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't think I need this, all this. But I started taking a more substantial first aid kit with me. And when we take trips, I, I do that. I mean, I'll just put it underneath the seat or, or whatever, put it in the trunk, you know. And so it's there. I might not ever need it, but if I do need it, it is there. And so there's more to it than there. There's more medicine in there. There's more, you know, there's more uh, band-aids. There's more all that stuff. It's more substantial than a little first aid kit that you would normally. And when I say first aid kit, I'm not talking like the little mini Altoid, uh, you know, boo-boo kits. I've talked about that before. I keep that in my backpack. I'm talking about, you know, a first aid kit, you know, not too long ago. I can't, well, I, I say not too long ago. It was probably about a year ago now. Uh, you know, Survival Hacks uh, gave gave us a great deal on uh, their first aid kit, and so I think you could buy like two for fourteen ninety seven or something like that. You know, one for nine ninety seven, and so those kinds of first aid kits. When you find those, you know, buying a couple of those when you find them on sale and putting them underneath your seat, that's a great deal. But then having something more substantial, and then if you are really traveling, you know, then you need to have that case of water in your in your vehicle if you can if you have the room i know sometimes when you're taking a family trip you are so packed and everything but if you can find room for water put some water in there if you can find room for you know other supplies other food that you can you, you can take with you even if it's like granola bars and things like that and i don't know if your family is like my family when we travel yeah we try to have little snacks and things like that so we're already going to have that you know with us so just adding to that, just in case you break down or you're on the side of the road and people are hungry and you know how people get hungry, they get hangry and you know, you want to just kind of stimmy all that if you can. And so putting all those things in place, of course, flashlights uh, are important. Having some tools, if you can make some, you know, in order to make some small repairs, if you need to, having some of that silicone self uh, you know, self-heating tape or self-healing tape where you can wrap it around and it's very strong and very sticky. And if you have like a hose that breaks down, at least you can make a very minor repair to get you to a gasoline station or to get you to a repair shop where you can, you know, really, you know, fix it, fix it well. I mean, it's smart to have some of those tools and things with you. And then also knowing the trip duration and the timing. I think it's smart to know how long this trip is going to take you. And again, uh, you know, places like, you know, apps like Google Maps and other maps that are out there will tell you how long it will take. But then thinking ahead, like, hey, if I leave at this time, what is going to, you know, what time are we going to be arriving at, you know, our destination, you know? And so sometimes, like, for instance, when we went to Disney, we left like at three o'clock in the morning because we wanted to be there at a decent time, you know, at, at least at the hotel, and so even with that, you know, we still encountered issues and we were rerouted and it took longer than it should have uh, just because of traffic and things like that. But you want to take all that stuff into account. You know, one of the things that I did not like is when we were arriving in our destination or we were, you know, in Florida and we were getting close to Disney and when we stayed at a hotel close by before, you know, going that next day. But 
that last leg of the trip, it must have been about probably about an hour's worth of driving. And this is like, you're tired, right? So we drove all the way straight through. In, in I think it was like 14, almost 15 hours. Uh, actually, that's that's how long, because I just looked it up, would be just normal, like 14 and a half hours. But it was a lot longer because of the rerouting and stopping and all that kind of stuff that you do. But anyway, that last leg of the trip, you're so tired. It was a little later than I really wanted it to be. And there was road construction that made the roads very, very narrow. And so people are still trying to drive at freeway speeds, but the roads were really narrow. And it was in a place that I, you know, I wasn't familiar with. And I didn't like that feeling at all. I had my whole family in the vehicle with me. You know, and my mother-in-law was in the vehicle with me. And I'm like, man, I don't like this at all. So it's one of those things where you're on heightened alert. You know, you're really paying attention. Uh, You're tired, but you're really focused because, man, it's dark. It's night. You know, you got your headlights on. You got all that kind of stuff. And people are still driving crazy. And, you know, it's it's all of that. And so you want to make sure that you give yourself time and you plan out your trip just a little bit better than, than I did that last time. So that you give yourself some leeway, even if you have to break it up maybe into another day. I know people, you know, I know my family probably wouldn't have wanted to do that. But maybe, you know, you you think twice about what you're doing and how you're going to end up in different places. And there's always going to be different variables that come into play. But I just, I would have rather have uh, arrived, you know, with a little bit of daylight, even if the sun was going down, than when we when we did arrive, you know, it was a lot darker. And uh, like I said, that last leg of the trip, I just did not enjoy because of all that uh, construction and traffic and the narrow roads. But anyway, guys, so, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this. Maybe not even just being on a road trip, but also, you know, maybe taking a plane, you know, a plane trip. You're going on vacation and you're going to be on a plane. There's some things that you can do ahead of time. You can Think about, okay, hey, where are we going to go? What time are we going to get there? You know, um, when we get to the to the airport, you know, what is it like, you know, at the airport? What kinds of uh, transportation do I have from the airport to get to my hotel or get to wherever I need to get to? Even if it's going from the airport to the rent-a-car station, you know, is there something that takes me there or is it just right there, right outside the doors or, or what it's like? Just knowing a little bit ahead of time, getting some information would be very, very helpful, especially when you're going into a place that you're not very familiar with. It just boils down to being prepared and to knowing your environment a little bit better. And this is preparedness, man. Don't think that because you're not throwing some you know, gear, you don't have a knife, you're not building a fire, you're not waiting for the EMP, that that's, this is not preparedness. This is very much preparedness, especially when you're talking about safety, you're talking about your family is involved and all those types of things, doing a little bit, sitting down, doing a little bit of research, knowing where you're going, what's going on, what's it like, it pays off big, big dividends, right? So be responsible, be prepared, especially as you're starting to plan maybe your vacation trips and stuff like that. You got a little bit of time now where you can start putting some things into place and, and, you know, really reaching out to other people and looking at what's, what it's going to be like when you get there or your route or your trip or whatever it might be.
Well, everyone, that is it for episode 556. Hey, like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes. And so you can come and check out. Again, like I said, there's some links here that you might definitely be interested in, especially, like I said, if you're planning that trip. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you are listening for the very first time, or maybe you have, you've been listening to a few episodes, but you haven't subscribed, now's the time to subscribe. And that way you'll never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.